Hey, it's your boy Kai. Welcome to the Kairos Has Friends podcast, where I sit down with the people that mean the most to me, and those people are my friends. Before we get started today with my interview with Dan Maurer, be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platforms. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at The Vibe with Kai, or you can visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and visuals that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. You can also visit thevibewithkai.com to get your official vibe with kai gear get your hats get your t-shirts get your hoodies kick off 2021 in style and with good vibe gear my guest today is a screenwriter amazon best-selling author award-winning theater director and a digital marketing strategist his screenwriting work is currently trending on hollywood's renowned blacklist website which has become home to some of the hottest unproduced screenplays in all of the entire film industry his scripts have received praise in prestigious competitions, including being named finalists in the Austin Film Festival and the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Today, my friends, Dan and I will be talking about Marvel's WandaVision, the newest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Dan believes that this show is a flop. I think that he is dead wrong. We'll debate that and so much more on the Kairos Has Friends podcast. Please note that this podcast episode features WandaVision spoilers and MCU spoilers. So if you're not caught up on the show and on everything MCU, this is your warning. Turn the podcast off right now. With that said, enjoy my interview with the one and only Dan Maurer. I'm sitting here with the wonderful one and only Dan Maurer. What's up, Dan? How you doing, my friend? Uh, doing well, doing well. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. having me. Uh, what's what's going what's going on? Uh, you and I we haven't talked in quite some time. I feel like it's been it's been some time since you and I had a conversation. Yeah, it's it's true. You know, it's it's funny. We actually go back to oh boy, what year was Charlie Brown? Ooh, I think that my. was our first Charlie show Brown together. Had to be like two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, yeah. what what were you like in high school in those days? <laughs> I I did, actually I yeah I just graduated high school and I graduated high school in oh five and and you know what this was the first show Charlie Brown was the first show I did after I graduated I believe it was Jan I think it was January two thousand six I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, was when I, I I did this show when I did Charlie Brown, yeah, which was a great was first that was time. A great cast, great crew, great. That was fun, man. Yeah, it was first time we worked together. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the last time was Shrek, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Shrek was 2013, 14. Uh, uh, See, this is what like happens that. for all the young people out there. Don't get old because we can't remember anything. <laughs> what day is it? Oh. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. Well, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be sitting here with you, my friend. Um, I wish it were under other circumstances. Uh, at some point, at some point, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have you back on so we could talk about, you know, uh, some of the some of the other things that you do because you are an author, you are a writer, director, you know, marketer. You know, we both work in marketing. I would love to, to do a podcast on marketing in general. Sure. Well, at some point, at some point, we'll do that. But alas, there are more important things that we need to discuss uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation that Dan and I are about to have because we are going to be discussing WandaVision. Once again, just like I said in the intro, um, if you are not caught up on WandaVision, it's your best bet to stop listening now because we are going to be talking about things all the way up to episode five. So if you are not at that point, you should probably turn this off and go watch it right now. Um, Dan and I will be debating whether WandaVision is a flop or not because... Uh, uh, Dan believes that it is a, a flop. It is Marvel's first flop, is what he's saying. So what's going to happen is, uh, since I challenged him, I will present my argument first, uh, and then he will give his rebuttal, and then a conversation will ensue. I've split the conversation up into seven different topics, all of which Dan was given in advance so he can prep for his losing case. Uh, my hope... <laughs> My hope uh, is that this debate will spin into utter chaos, and as a result, I will be elected president of the United States. That's the Stop point. the steal! Stop the Stop steal! The steal. <laughs> I'm ready to do this. Okay, so so let, let Dan. Let's I love talk. you all. You're all good people. It's gonna be great. Listen, let's talk, let's talk about how we got here. So I'm going to read, Dan, I'm going to read a quote. This is a quote uh, that, that's directly from you. You wrote this Go on for a it. public forum. I'm going to read it word for word. This is what you said. You said, it's official. Marvel has its first bomb. Boy, does it disappoint. Struggle to get through it. Here's my next prediction. Please be sure to screenshot this as well. I predict that if it continues on this creative path, WandaVision will be the first Marvel TV show on Disney Plus to be canceled slash discontinued due to low viewership. As soon as other Marvel slash Star Wars shows come online, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Book of Boba Fett, etc., they will see this as the lowest rated of all of them and quietly stop making episodes. That is how we got started on this. Dan had po uh, posted this on, on the Facebook. Uh, I had uh, re rebuttaled it, and, and he rebuttaled my rebuttal. And I was like, you know what, damn it. Let's, 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 let's come on my podcast. Let's talk about this. Now, mind you, he wrote this after two episodes. And I'm, I'm curious to see if his mind has changed at all. I don't think it has. But with that said, let me present, let me present to you my opening argument here, Dan Maurer. Is it a flop? Absolutely not. This show is absolutely not a flop. We haven't had any MCU offerings in over a year, if not more, because of the pandemic. So this show is exactly what the doctor ordered for so many cartoon Marvel fans. Because of this show's success over the past five weeks, Fridays have become this even more of an anticipatory day, more so than what it has been. Now, mind you, to your point, did the show get off to a slow start? Yes, I will concede that, but <clears throat> not slow enough for it to be considered a quote-unquote flop. Marvel was quite smart because they knew that people like you, Dan Maurer, were going to be saying things about the first two episodes. So what did they do? They released both episodes at the same time. They did that because of people like you, Dan Maurer, who have no patience. They dropped the first two episodes at the same time. It's brilliant. You know why? Because they know what they're doing. Additionally, we're all learning that the slow start is some of the best storytelling that we've seen. 
Elizabeth Olsen is playing this role brilliantly and adding a depth to that character that you don't see in any other superhero movie. Paul Bettany slowly starting to realize that something's off in this town. It's so gorgeous to watch. The acting, the mystique in this show is far, to my opinion, far superior to The Mandalorian, which is a show that I love. I thought the second season of The Mandalorian was fantastic. Now, according to Parrot Analytics, and yes, I did my damn research. According to Parrot Analytics, uh, they said, and I quote, comparing the first four days of availability, WandaVision is not living up to the incredible demand uh, precedent set by The Mandalorian. Per Parrot's data, but is nevertheless performing strongly in the top 0.2% of shows in the United States and around the world. They continue and say, on their respective launches, WandaVision was actually 24.5% more in, in demand in the United States than The Mandalorian was, per Parrot. Though the streamer did boast more subscribers at the time than of the former's premiere. Demand for The Mandalorian grew significant, significantly day over day following the release of episode one, while demand for WandaVision has flatlined slash slightly declined after the first two episodes were launched on January 15th. Parrot Analytics uh, expect demand for WandaVision to grow uh, again after the release of new episodes. But at this point, it doesn't look like it will catch The Mandalorian anytime soon. With that said, none of that information points it to being a flop. And the as the story unfolds over the next couple of weeks and the major buzz surrounding these surprise characters and returning characters and all of this and the unfolding of the story, there is no way that this show is a flop. Dan Maurer, I yield my time. Well, Kyrus, I'd like to agree with you, but then I'd be wrong. Okay, this, this is, let's, let's sort of level set here for a moment. <clears throat> and, and bring your audience up to speed a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who may not know me, I, I am a Marvel fan. I've seen all the Marvel movies. Uh, I, I, I am. I, I think Kevin Feige is a god. You know, uh, he is by far. I, I, you know, uh, probably now rivals uh, Steven Spielberg as one of the uh, Ooh, most successful. That's a big statement. The most successful producers mm -hmm. uh, of, of of films, uh, and. So, so I want I want to sort of put that out there, and when I talk about WandaVision as a bomb, I'm talking about relative to Marvel products. Okay. Okay. Now I let's now I now there are many issues beyond sort of the Marvel sort of circle that have that you know that are problematic with the series, uh, but let's just sort of start there. Okay. Uh, I did notice. However, uh, that everything you talked about, almost everything, not all of it, but almost everything really had to do with your excitement and desire to see more Marvel uh, and very little about the actual storytelling uh, and the choices made. So if we talk about uh, WandaVision, um, good acting, good production values, but the show is held back by questionable story choices. Mm. Now, now listen, you don't get to work on a Marvel product projects unless unless you're a, a good writer, a good showrunner. Okay, so the skill you know level is all there. I mean, if you want to, uh, okay. By the way, we're we're not going to talk about like the Inhumans and those other Marvel projects because those right. are not. We don't, we don't talk about those. <laughs> Pardon? So we don't talk about those. <laughs> no, no. Um, 
though, though, though I will give uh, Daredevil season one props. Okay. okay. Um, mm -hmm. But really, you got to take a look at WandaVision as this is Kevin Feige's first TV project. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, granted, he's not the showrunner. He's the executive producer, mm -hmm. et cetera. So here's, here's really uh, the issue. Um, how do I put this? WandaVision is to Kevin Feige what 1941 was to Steven Spielberg. An admirable attempt at uh, sort of pushing the creative boundaries that just didn't work. And so when I talk about flops, okay, I'm talking about sort of pushing the boundary, it didn't work, and now they're stuck with nine episodes they've already shot, and it's still not working. And it's not just, it's not just me. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes audience ratings, they went from the 90s to the 80s to the 70s. Um, now, here, here's the thing. When you, when you sort of take a look at the things that you're talking about, the excitement every Friday, you said yourself, there was nothing for a year. Mm -hmm. This show, okay, is living off of the, the, the demand mm -hmm. that Marvel has created and not so much on the creative aspect of the show. Uh, and, and fundamentally, okay, you go back to the idea of it's all pent up demand if they had sort of flipped the schedule, now obviously they couldn't do this because of like COVID and all this. Yes, because the world was on fire. <laughs> they had released, you know, Loki and you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, and and then they came out with WandaVision. I guarantee those numbers would not be in the 70s. They'd probably be in the 60s or 50s, because they would have sucked up all of that sort of pent up demand, and then people would have hit WandaVision and said, "What the hell is this?" Okay, so <clears throat> when I say take a look at this. You know, um, let's, let's, let's just sort of take a look. You, you know, the, the biggest fundamental issue really has to do, to do with like how the story is presented and structured. All right, so therein lies the challenge. And by the way, you I mean your, your numbers on uh, Parrot Analytics, I'm really curious to know um, like how Parrot Analytics gets Disney Plus numbers because they don't. Okay. They actually, they did explain it and I can, I can go find it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd be very it. curious to know because yeah. we're, we're, you know, look, we're, we're both marketing guys. We're, you know, we're both, yes. Atlantics, but I know that they did not get Disney's real numbers. So they are deriving those numbers from someplace, Yes. but they're also saying those numbers are flat, you know, relative to the Mandalorian. <clears throat> so here you have a creative choice by, by really talented people that it's not working. You've got, um, you know, audience reviews that are sort of that are dropping off precipitously. You have, and I'm not talking about like, you know, the Movies R Us, you know, review services or even just, you know, Joe and Jill Twitter follower and the mm -hmm. reviews. I'm talking about like major reviewers from like the Chicago, Chicago Tribune. Okay. We've got mm -hmm. Michael Phillips quote. It's interestingly bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany. Bettany and Olsen have their charms, and that's true. I, I'll, I'll grant you that Elizabeth um, uh, Olsen is doing is doing a fine job. All, all right. the actors are doing a fine job. Uh, they have their charms, but their comic ease is AOL, true. Uh, and the banner and interplay is never truly funny or funny scary or funny mm -hmm. ironic or ironic scary funny. It's a premise stretched like gum across three episodes that should have been two or one. Uh, that man hits it on the nail. I would kiss him on the mouth for that quote. <laughs> <clears throat> Rolling Stone. It's a big, it is, Al, Al, Alan Seipwall from, from Rolling Stone. It's a big risk. Uh, you may grow impatient for the actual story to reveal itself. Come on, dude. It took 90 minutes 
to really start the story, which honestly, after about 10 minutes, I said, you know, my wife and I turned to each other and said, yeah, okay, this is what's happening. Now we just got to wait. 90 minutes, three weeks. This is, this is like painful. So, <laughs> so, so WandaVision shares a problem with all of these defunct defender, you know, adjacent shows. Um, some inspired moments start to lose their effectiveness because there are less story than there is time to fill. So they're all saying the same thing. New York Times, you know, odd does, does, does not by itself equal good. The eccentricities of WandaVision are mostly just weighing itself down. You know, it feels as if it's still waiting for the real show to get started, even with half hour episodes. That's a long time to wait. Moment by moment, the show's execution of its premise is less fun for the viewer than it evidently was for the creatives. That is on the nose. So fundamentally, okay, so here, here's what we have here. Uh -huh. Okay, we have a pent up uh, demand. Mm -hmm. They release WandaVision. And, and by the way, uh, I, I happen, I, I'm not a fan of the week to week. I prefer binging. Mm -hmm. However, I, I agree with you that they needed to go week to week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because of the, because of the pent up demand and the lack of content, Disney plus does not have enough new content in the Marvel and star Wars universe. So they have to go week to week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which kind of plays into the challenge of this show because they're stretching too little story out over too many episodes. So it frustrates people even more. So, you know, this, this, is, this is part of the problem. Um, so fundamentally, you've got um, a show that uh, the story really doesn't get going in, until the end of three, beginning of four, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and for those first three episodes, we are literally just watching reruns, parodies, yes, okay, that are falling flat with the humor of, of the Dick Van Dyke show, of Bewitched, of, of um, uh, uh, help me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuck. Um, oh, uh, you talk about like the, the sitcom, Brady Bunch, Brady okay. Bunch? yeah, absolutely. Brady was, was, mm -hmm. was the Brady Bunch. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know about you, because I'm a little older, but I grew up watching reruns of these things sure. back in the 60s and 70s. Sure. They weren't good then. <laughs> I don't want to watch them again. So now, okay, and, and here's the thing. The story, the real story, okay, that you can, you can derive within the first 10 minutes really still doesn't get started until about four when they go, oh, okay, you know, we can peek behind the curtain now and see what this is about. All right, so now we've got three weeks, 90 minutes um, where we're like sitting around waiting for the story to begin. So this is, I'm telling you, this is why it's going from 90 to 80 to 70, because people are frustrated. And this is why the show is problematic. There's, a, there's another reason structurally, okay? When you talk about um, TV series or you talk about movies and it, it's in both, okay? Up front in that pilot episode, you really need to, to define for the audience, who is, who, like, who, who is this about? What is this about? And what's the promise of the show? And they are effectively what's sometimes referred to as hiding the football, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, they're showing you something else instead. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, what? Okay, I'll, I'll give it a few minutes. Now I'll give it an episode. Now I'll give it two episodes. And this is why they released two episodes at the same time because mm -hmm. nobody was coming back after that first episode because they wouldn't have understood. There were not enough cues, clues okay in the first episode to say oh there's something behind the curtain you know what i'm saying 
So first, you know, the, the numbers um, are, are just pent up demand. They're not real. Okay. As soon as you have something better to watch, you're going to go watch it in terms of Marvel content. Second, structurally, they made choices that are really difficult for not just, you know, non-Marvel fans, but for Marvel fans to really engage with. Because if you, if you really say to yourself, what is this series about? Okay. Or who is it about? It's right. clearly, it's clearly about um, Wanda because, you know, uh, spoiler alert, we know Vision's dead. Right. right. Uh, and yet, yeah, <laughs> and, and yet we're just watching her go through the motions of these, you know, these three sitcoms. And so it becomes really difficult to say, how am I emotionally invested in what's supposed to go on? I'm going to give you an example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are, were you a Game of Thrones fan? Yes, very much so. Okay. All right. So you remember the pilot episode. I you do. remember um, the pilot episode where they introduce uh, Ed Stark and his family and they find the, they find the dire wolf puppies and the mm -hmm. king comes and he says to, um, uh, uh, to, to uh, Ed Stark, I want you to be my hand. I want you to be the hand of the king. Okay. And you see all of the intrigue within that visit to, um, uh, to Ed Stark's uh, castle. Kind of, okay, what he's, what's in store for him? So in that one episode, I know who to relate to. Uh, I, I have a sense for what that the story, this is the story and it's kicked off. I don't know where it's going, but it's going to be good. Now imagine if the first three episodes of Game of Thrones were about the Farrier, the Miller, the, you know, um, you know, a farmer and Ed, Ed, Ed Stark just sort of like pops in occasionally. And only by the end of episode four, does the King show up? And then he doesn't tell Ed, Ed Stark that he wants to be, you know, the, the, the hand of the king, he says, you know, Ned, I have something in mind for you, but I'll tell you later. Can you imagine how little people would watch that show? That is exactly what WandaVision is doing to its audience. It's painful. I, I let, 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 let me tell you this. Let me, let me tell you this. So Kairos, my good friend, Yes. You invite me on this, this, and you know, uh -huh. this, this podcast and, you yes. know, we were talking and I said, I'm a kind of guy who likes to prepare. Yes. So what did I do? I said, I'm going to try to go back and rewatch those episodes. Okay. I turned on the first episode on my iPad and I was like, oh, God, this is like passing a kidney stone. <laughs> if I have to watch Dick Van Dyke have dinner with his boss again, I'm going to lose it. So here's the Sir. thing. There, that that's that's the, the problem with the show. I believe that's why the numbers are as high as as, as you're suggesting that they are. Uh, I, I do believe, as far as just to sort of wrap up this portion, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, for a Kevin Feige Marvel project, yeah, this is a big mess. Call it a bomb, call it a flop, call it a big mess. It is the 1941 of his career. Well, that's all we have time for, folks. I, I give in. Dan Mauer is right. I am wrong. Good night, everybody. Kidding. Uh, that's very, you know what? I'm glad you prepared, Dan. That was a very, that was a very good speech. I'm sure you practiced it in the mirror this morning. That was very nice. However, half of your argument was based off of hypotheticals. Who, oh, but what if it came out after this? But what if it, what if this, what if that, what if that? Dan, it didn't. This is the reality of where it is right now. Do movies and TV shows find success based off of the time periods that they're released in or whatever's happening in pop culture or in the world right then and there? 100%. There are movies 
that are being released right now on Netflix and stuff. Why? Because they don't have anything else. They're finding movies that were filmed two years ago and they're releasing it as if it's brand new because there was nothing else that they had in the docket. Now, are you suggesting that WandaVision is the Tiger King of Marvel? <laughs> is, is that, you know, is that but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whether you like Tiger King or not, was it a flop? <laughs> it was not. It definitely was not. Now, so so that's that's my first rebuttal. That it's like, first of all, you're dealing with a lot of hypotheticals here. What if this? What if that? What if Star Wars came out, um, you know, against a bigger movie than what it came out against? Who who knows? Who cares? You cannot present an argument based off of hypotheticals and expect me to take you seriously, sir. Secondly, you're talking about critic reviews, which is perfectly fine, critically perfectly, you know, logical to talk about. And you keep mentioning Rotten Tomatoes, right? What is the Rotten Tomatoes critic score right now? Oh, that's the okay. So so be beware because if you dig down into the Rotten Tomato critic score, there's a lot of Billy Joe and Bobby Sue's, you know, uh, you know, movie reviews that are listed with those critic scores. And there's and there's none in the average audience score. There's none. Well, that's that's the point. Okay, so so okay, but you were basing your entire argument off no. like most of your argument off of it. So there's there's the audience, okay, yes. and then there are real legitimate critics. And when I right. say real legitimate, I'm talking about New York Times, Chicago. So what you're saying is that you're picking and choosing which statistics you want to choose from in order to make your argument uh, uh, seem more more important. Am I correct there? No. What what <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm looking at uh, the numbers and then I'm digging down deeper into uh -huh. the numbers. Okay. And I'm saying, okay, this is what this kind of number is. Right. This is, and then let's let's take a look at those that ninety something percent. Ninety three. What what is it? Ninety three percent. Okay, ninety three percent on the critic score. Who are those critics? Okay, I'm not going to take that at face value. And I'm going to drill. But down you're going to okay. But oh. you're going to take. You're going to like. Well, how could you not take their like? Would you? Is Rotten Tomatoes a a a uh, a, a, a credible source? I think parts of it are credible sources. The, part, the parts but that no, no. support your argument? No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is you have, you have to know how to interpret the numbers. All right. So if an audience is just, if the audience score is, look, this is just the general audience. I got so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But if you're saying this is the critic score, then we're then then who what's the definition of a critic? Because we know the general audience. I mean, oh my God! What's the what's the come definition on, of Dan. a real you're, you're reaching here. Critic? You're reaching have you here. Seen, have you seen some some of these services? Have you ever have you ever wondered how a really bad movie can come out with a trailer that says best movie of the year and it and it's a quote and it's like you know uh, like movies are us review service. Okay. <laughs> But, but how wait how how can you sit here and not think the same thing about quote unquote average audience score? You're you're saying that the average audience score is more credible. Now don't get me wrong. This is not me sticking up for Rotten Tomatoes because I think I do think that Rotten Tomatoes is a flawed service. I'm not going to lie. I, I I do think that. So I'm not going to debate you there. However, I think that we can't just pick and choose. I'm not which ones we decide to be uh, support our argument or not. I, I'm not picking and choosing. I'm I'm interpreting the data. Okay. okay. But but by understanding what's in each bucket. Okay. 
All right, I understand. That's, and just, and just so you know, so I understand that, that you, you're interpreting that as picking and choosing because you mm -hmm. don't like the numbers, but you, you're picking and choosing because you because you don't like the numbers either. Now, so just so, so you asked earlier about parrot analytics, and so yeah, uh, I, I, I'm curious. Yeah, so they said parrot parrot analytics audience attention measurement system captures an audience behavior uh, behavior data set. The company sifts through social media, fan ratings, and piracy data to represent audience demand, which reflects the desire and engagement expressed for a title within the market. While okay. that can skew the data in favor of a title on a platform with a significantly smaller reach than its rivals, but within with the vocal online fans, it does help to quantify the intangible buzz element of a series. Okay, so it's really a measurement of buzz. Correct. It's not a measurement of of quality. It's not a measurement. Right, of but but the so where, I, I, where, I do want to I do want to I do I do want to ask this though. So it, it, could could a bad movie not be a flop? Could a bad movie not be a flop? Theoretically. I mean, anything's possible. So it's fair to I'm, say. I'm, I'm, so it's fair to say that you, because you went through all of the storytelling things, which, which we'll get to, and the casting and all of that, that you don't like about it, that is painful to you. But at no point did you like. Is, is it a flop? No. no. Okay. I... <laughs> well, wait, here let's let's do, not, let's do this. So, so my points around the story. Okay, mm -hmm. it's not about why I don't like it. It's about why the the uh, the audience numbers are going from ninety to eighty to seventy. And and okay, and and I'm telling you, it's going even lower. As by the way, do we do we know yet when um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are, are coming? Is that is that the March. next one? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna premiere two weeks after Wandavision is finished. Uh, and do you know have they have they said yet? Um, like what day of the week it's gonna get released? Uh, I don't believe so. I'm not sure. Okay, I I, I haven't heard anything. You watch. They're going to try to put that in front of Wandavision. Now, why would they do that if Wandavision put it, was? To put it in front of Wandavision? How so? Okay. <clears throat> the stronger show goes first. It's the lead-in. So they want. So so if if I if I'm Kevin Feige and I'm looking at the numbers that nobody else can see except Disney, mm -hmm. and I'm watching my numbers go like this, okay, on Wandavision, mm -hmm. right? I'm putting Winter Soldier. I'm going to move. Maybe I'll. Well, hold on. So you're so what you're suggesting is that what you're saying is that there's Wait, a chance. What time, I'm sorry. What time are they are they releasing this? I'm 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 a little behind because I watch it in the evenings, uh, and then they, they release it. They release it at Eastern time at three a.m. Okay, so it's three a.m. because yeah. there was another time, right? There was there were no. It was, yeah, it was all three three a.m. Eastern time, so it's midnight on the West Coast. Okay, so mm -hmm. so I I I I withdraw the statement because if it were television. And timed, and they were releasing mm, this time. They they would have done Winter Soldier as, as, as a lead-in right. because everybody would want to come see Winter Soldier, and they'll stay for one. Right. And let the record show for those of you that aren't familiar. Obviously, because of the pandemic, the uh, the the timeline of a couple of different things kind of got thrown off. Um, I believe I read online, and I'm not sure how true it is because the internet sometimes lies. Um, that no. that uh, no. I believe. <laughs> yeah, who the thunk? Uh, I, I believe that. Um, uh, WandaVision actually wasn't supposed to be the first show out of the gates. I believe it was actually supposed to be, uh, TV show-wise, it was supposed to be Winter Soldier and Falcon. Um, but for whatever reason, they put WandaVision first 
uh, and then and then Falcon Winter Soldier. I want to get into something that we talked about uh, that we kind of alluded to. I want to talk about binging versus weekly releases, yes. right? Um, you, I know that you you said you are a fan of binging shows. I am too. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of binging shows. I don't think that releasing all of the episodes are for every show. I think that shows like this, Mandalorian, um, Flight Attendant, um, you know, uh, uh, made, uh, Handmaid's Tale, those type of shows which release on a weekly basis, and obviously all the network shows, but we'll, we're gonna take network out of this. Um, on the streaming services, the, the, the shows that release on a weekly basis sometimes can start like these water cooler conversations in between the week. So obviously, for those of you that don't know, at the end of the previous episode of last week, we got a glimpse into what some may say, I don't believe this, but some are saying that this is the intro to the X-Men. I think they're doing a, like a little bait and switch in my personal opinion, but um, that we got a little intro to the X-Men at, at, you know, at the end of episode five. Uh, because of that, the buzz all of this week has been about WandaVision and the X-Men. I think that if this was released binging wise, it would be a completely different story and that there wouldn't be nearly as much buzz as there is now. So I think with this show, I'm glad they're doing it weekly. I'm a fan of binging, but for WandaVision, I, I like that they're releasing it weekly. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I have to agree. Uh, I mean, I, I'm... I prefer binging, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Bosch. Um, With, uh, what's his name from Lost? What's his uh, name? Uh, Ty, um, Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, great great series. Yes. Yeah, He's a great like, actor. Underrated. Seven or eight or nine or something. He was, like he was on The Mandalorian this season for like a little bit part too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just, um, I, I think it was his opportunity to say, yay, I was in a Star Wars show. Right. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I mean, my wife and I'll just sit there for hours and binge off that show. But uh, I, I have to agree with you uh, for, for, um, for two reasons. You know, uh, one was the one that you mentioned, you know, which is there are certain types of shows that um, need that kind of help yes. or can generate that kind of buzz, um, you know, over time. But the other one was uh, they don't have enough content. They really, if they really, you're, you're talking about Disney Plus does not Disney have Plus. Yes, mm -hmm. Disney Plus. Disney Plus doesn't doesn't have enough content. So if they had released WandaVision all you know nine episodes, then uh, boom. I would have. Like, I, I probably, to be honest, if they released it all at once, I probably would have watched it all within one day. Because yes. mainly because like I I'm, I work in social media, right? So like I'm on social media all day. So the I'm I have when, whenever WandaVision comes out, I actually have to wake up early and watch it before I go into work. Otherwise it's going to be spoiled like that for me because I'm literally on social media all day. And like this, the little clues of what's trending will easily spoil things for me. So I have to watch it beforehand. That's so, how I was with Game of Thrones as well. I had to watch it Sunday night. So, so yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, there are shows like, like WandaVision where, and this was a smart move uh, to, to release it, you know, uh, on a weekly basis. I think you're mm -hmm. gonna see more of that. Uh, from a lot of these streamers mm -hmm. as they realize they're going to get their, their numbers go boom when they release a new series and then drop. Right, right. Okay? Because there's nothing new for, to, for people to watch because they're right. only for that. Side, sidebar question for you. In regards to streaming services, there's so many streaming services that are being released right now, uh, which kind of defeats the purpose of cutting the cable. 
um, in my opinion. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on all of these streaming services? Because I feel like everybody has like a like a NBC, NBC Plus and Dis Discovery Plus and BET Plus and Disney Plus and all of these pluses and premium channels. What are your thoughts on all these uh, streaming channels that are being released? You know, this is getting really expensive for people. It is. It's very expensive. Um, you know, it's uh, on one hand, from a create perspective and a content creation perspective, it's fantastic because, you know, all of these streaming services have to invest. I mean, and Netflix has invested billions, yes, billions of dollars. If now th there's talk, they might be breaking even somewhere soon or around now, or so, but like if it didn't work, they would have like imploded yes. with all of the debt that they've assumed from the billions of dollars that they're um, that they're investing in creating right. new content. I'm, looking, so at you, I'm looking at you, Quibi. I'm looking at you, Quibi. Nice try, right. buddy. <laughs> so, so from a content creation perspective, and for artists and for people who work in that field, you know, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, because it's offering it's offering uh, uh, the chance for a lot of people, especially people of color, that may not have had chances to uh, put out television shows or movies. Um, you know, with big backing of, of studios and stuff like that, um, it gives them the chance to, you know, get their work, you know, seen by, by people. Um, another sidebar question in regards to, you know, obviously um, WB, Warner Brothers announced that most of their, all of their major movies are going to be released on HBO Max this year, including ones like uh, Kong, uh, Gorilla, oh, Gorilla, Jesus, what's Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong and Matrix and, and, um, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, all of these movies that probably would have been released in movie theaters are going to be released on HBO Max mainly. Uh, and that's how people are going to watch it. What is, what is your view? I love the movies. I love going to the movies. I, I do miss that, but I, I guess I understand what they're doing. But what are your thoughts on it? So th that that also include that, that whole slate also included Dune, right? It did. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which I know we, the company is not happy about, the company that made it. We we, we should do a whole episode on oh, Dune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's they're screwed because all of the top creative in Hollywood now doesn't want to work with them because of this. Mm. Um, now they might've taken care of uh, Gal Gadot and, and um, uh, her director. Oh my God. Oh, um, um, oh no. Uh, oh okay. my goodness. We're going to get murdered for the, this. The awesome director of, of, uh, of Wonder Woman. They took care of them with their back end. They gave them like $10 million each and, and, and right. said, uh, you know, okay, we'll take care of you. But everybody else, you know, who uh, is stands to, to make huge, you know, money uh, on the back end or isn't getting that back end money. Patty Jenkins. Oof. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, isn't getting, by the way, we should do a whole episode on, on uh, Wonder Woman 1984 and why that was a flop. Yeah, we, we want to talk about, we want to talk about flop, but they greenlit a Wonder Woman 3. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so, so yeah, it, it, put it aside, it's, it's understandable under mm -hmm. the circumstances. Um, and there, there uh, is was a trend sort of going towards sort of shortening the window between mm -hmm. um, theatrical releases and streaming and all of those right. types of things. Uh, but the notion that you know theater is dead and everything's going to go to streaming, that's not happening. I agree. As soon as the pandemic ends, okay, um, then you're going, you're just going to see the theaters pick right up. And by the way, make sure you buy AMC stock. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you did you buy AMC stock? Did you make some money? Yes, I did. Very nice. Um, you gonna buy me lunch tomorrow? That, that's the deal, right? I have you on my podcast, and and you buy me lunch with your uh, AMC. It's like, did you do Sorry. it through Robinhood? Do you have Robinhood? No, no, I don't. Okay. Need that. No, and and actually, before that whole sort of you know um, 
uh, Reddit and Robinhood thing happened is when I actually bought my stock because I knew this is going to come back. So, uh, so, so basically, what's 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 happening? Because I'm I'm with you. Okay, mm -hmm. going to the theater is an experience. Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, uh, uh, News of the World, right? Is that yes, with uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks movie. Okay. You like that movie? I remember seeing a post. You liked that yes. movie, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, put it this way: I, I, I can't. The notion of spending thirty dollars for for a first run movie on a streaming service, what, okay, yeah. is yeah. it's just ridiculous. That's but, what I did with uh, Mulan. Yeah. I, I did. I waited on Mulan. Thank I God, waited. I waited. I on waited. Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I said, you know, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. It, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. So we we sprung for the money, right? And, and and it's a good movie, but it's the small screen just sucked the life out of that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. All of those big John Ford Vista type shots just died. Yes. Now they they fell flat, and I know if I was sitting in the movie theater beside my friend Kai, you'd appreciate it. Going, wow absolutely especially with the surround sound and then my favorite part of going to the movies is not even necessarily just like the screen and the sound i like the people like when i went to go see avengers endgame and like hearing people scream and cheer like all of these superheroes on nothing nothing beats that feeling nothing beats that feeling spoiler alert when tony knows and yeah, right like like my the, the person i with my friend mike we were sitting there and then when when uh the, the camera pans away and it shows that Tony, you know, has the infinity stones. My friend, Mike, he just grabbed my leg and he like audibly gasped. And like the whole audience is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like, I've never, it was as if we were at like a sporting event. It was, it was crazy. And I missed that so much. The last movie I saw at the movie theater was um, uh, what's her face? Harley Quinn. Okay. That's the that's the last movie. At the, at, I I and I like Harley Quinn. I like that. I like her. I like that character. Um, the movie was just a little miss for me. But yeah. So you wish it was a different movie that was your last movie in the theater. I, I do. I do. By the way, we're gonna get we're gonna get hated on so much because the three movies that we said we didn't like: Wonder Woman. Uh, um, what was it? What was the other one? Uh, Harley no, Quinn. Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. No, yeah. I liked the first one. I liked oh my the God. One. The first one was fabulous. It was great. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, I, so speaking of, so let's talk about casting. I want to talk about casting for, for WandaVision. Um, so I actually broke this down into three tiers of the people that I like here in, in the show. Um, tier one, those are my, these are my favorite actors on the show. Obviously, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany. I think that with the material that they're given for Thank a superhero- Yes, sure. Because like I, I think that like it's it could easy it could have easily been afternoon after school special cheese fest kind of stuff. And I don't get that. Like they are taking the, this very seriously. I feel, you know, like with the stuff that they're given. I feel like Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are taking this very seriously. And you're gonna get mad at me for this. I'm about to say something that's gonna piss you off. Are you ready? I'm ready. Elizabeth Olsen is going to get an Emmy nomination she and a Golden well. Globe. She might. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I mean, given how weird the Emmys and the Golden Globes are sometimes, especially when they want to get ratings at, at ceremonies, I, I, I think that they're going to get a, an Emmy nod, um, mainly, mainly because I think it's a, I think it's a beautifully uh, acted performance and if Mandalorian can get some love, I think that I think that this show will get some love too. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I have to agree with you that um, uh, Bettany and Olson are doing a really good job, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> especially Olson. There, I do have a bit of an, a, 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 of an issue with the inconsistency of, of her character's reactions in the mm -hmm. first couple of episodes. I don't think it's her. I right. think it's the way it's written. Because okay. you'll notice, like, she, when those when those creepy things happen, right? That sort of breaks the you know the right. like, calm wall. Right. In the first couple of episodes, she's like, "Oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on." And then by right. episode three, she knows exactly what's going on. You, you, have, have you noticed this? Do you, I? I have, and I I personally think that there's a reason for that. Yeah. I think that the I think that the writing here. I what I and this is my prediction for the end game here. Whatever happens at the end, I think that everything that we saw happened for a reason. And it'll be explained and it's going to make sense and it's going to make us appreciate those quote unquote boring first two episodes. I think it's going to make us appreciate it even more. Because like we don't know if there's clues. There might have been, there, it might, there might be something staring us in the face right now. And that's what I feel is exciting about this show. I, that, I, the fact I, that we don't know. That, like that, I don't feel like the MacGuffin or the football always has to be like right in your face. I think that sometimes the mystery behind it is just as intriguing, intriguing if not better, if it's used correctly. I, I agree that there's probably things hidden in these early episodes. Uh, it's, but for me, it's like, it's not about a MacGuffin or a football. It's mm -hmm. about a story where you care about the character. And I, mm -hmm. I do not care about them. And fundamentally, wow. it's the way he's presenting, okay, you know, but this way, if I, and, and we'll probably get to this. Yeah. I've, I've seen the movies. I know yeah. the characters. Yes. Okay. So can you imagine somebody walking in now and, and, and sort of like, who, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's actually what, that's the one critique that I have, which we'll definitely get into. Um, so let's talk, that's tier one. Let's talk about tier two, Catherine yeah. Hahn um, and Tayana, uh, Tayana Paris. Tayana is who, who plays Monica Rambeau. Uh, those are my tier two actors there. I think I've always loved Catherine Hahn. Um, I've always thought that she was an underrated actress in general. Um, so it's nice to see her get her flowers, I think, in this show. Bad Moms, right? What's up? She did Bad Moms, right? Which, which? That Bad Moms? That movie? Isn't there this movie called Oh, Bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was in that. That's right. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. And, and she was like the over-the-top drinking, yes. you know. Yes, yes, uh, yes. The, yes, I do remember that movie, yes. I forgot was, she was in that. No, she's I, great. I, 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 think, I, think she, I think she's great, but you'll notice She's forced to overact her part in every single episode. Yes, yes, but I think that's on purpose. I think that is so on purpose. I, oh, I know it. I know it's on purpose, <laughs> but I feel bad for her. Look, so, I don't so, feel bad for her. She made more money making one episode of this than both of us combined for our lifetime. She'll be okay. That's, that's She'll very be true. okay. It's a Marvel movie TV show. <laughs> but here she is, this talented you know, actor, and she's like, okay, overact, please. Like again I, and again and listen, again. Dan, Dan, let me tell you something right now. If somebody gave me a million dollars and said overact, <laughs> sorry, sir. I'm what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Give me the script. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I, I would like to believe she got a million dollars, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, that. well, still, she you know she got her, her money. Now, uh, yeah. he probably got a million bucks. Oh, well, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, Tiana, Tiana Paris, uh, she's she's I like I like her. She is tier two for me, but she's like borderline tier two, tier three, only because um, I, I'm on the fence about some of the choices that she has made uh, 
as an actress. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm curious because I know she's going to be used further past this TV series because they had already announced that she's going to be in um, in the Captain Marvel sequel along with uh, uh, with Miss Marvel. And we can also do another episode about Captain Marvel um, uh, as well one day. Um, but um, Tayana Paris, what are your thoughts on, on Miss Monica Rambeau? Um, I think she's doing as well as she can with the yes. material she has. Mm-hmm. Um, the the, the character, okay, it, it also goes back to like, whose story is this? Right. Okay? Because they're all right. over the place. Wait, what, know, which perspective? What, what is the perspective here? Yeah, sure. sure. Right. And it's certainly not Monica Rambo. So, right. okay. So, so she, she already has, you know, um, a secondary uh, or tertiary role, depending on which episode she's in. But it's kind of a stereotypical hero role as it's kind of like written. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there's not a lot to sort of like really sink your teeth into as yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're obviously trying to set up a few things or sure. you know, her mother's history and right, right, right. Marvel and all those things. So, so, you know, we'll see where the, the, so the role takes her. Yes. Um, but I, I, I can't really falter for the choices given the circumstances. That That's I agree. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, tier three, this is what I call my redemption tier. Um, I got to give some love to Kat Dennings, who's playing Darcy, because I remember when the original Thors came out, the, the first Thor and then Thor the Dark World, the movie we do not talk about. Um, she was... I liked that movie. What a get at, okay. Up. All right. You know what? This podcast is... Oh, you liked... You liked Dark... Oh, get out of here. It will rank it very high in the Marvel Universe, but okay. It was... It was... It was... It was better than WandaVision. Get... <laughs> That is incorrect. What are you drinking tonight? Because I, I I want some of this this uh, this. Vodka. <laughs> I ah. think well, but whether okay. So thoughts on Thor: Dark World aside, if there's right. one thing that I remember people uh, hating on it, it was Kat Denning's character. I liked her character a lot. I I, I thought that she added some like levity to a sh- uh, to a, a movie that was taking itself way too seriously. Um, and, and I thought she added some levity to it and some people found her annoying. I thought that she was great. And so she comes in here to this show. Uh, we see this character who was kind of like on the bottom tier of memorable characters in the MCU. And now I I think she's doing a fantastic job her pairing her up with Randall Park, who I've always loved as well. Who's a great actor, a great comedic actor, I should say, uh, playing Jimmy Woo, um, pairing them up, I think, um, is great because in my opinion, I feel like sometimes Kat and Randall will say things that we're all thinking, right? Uh, not just about the show, but about things that happen in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. They'll say things and they'll be like, I totally had that conversation after watching Iron Man one night. <laughs> you know, like like I, I like those two characters a lot. I call those my redemption, that they, that they can bring back two characters that were so bottom tier, yet make them so significant and interesting. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like the fact that you're calling them redemption characters because I think they're the only redeeming quality of WandaVision. <laughs> That's a little harsh. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I almost spit up. I almost spit up my water. That was funny. That was well played, sir. <laughs> so uh, I, I honestly, I think they're my favorite part of of of, of WandaVision. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and he, here's what they, they they are the comic relief in you know uh, a series where it's supposed to be a lot of comedy and the comedy doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make an observation. If you watch their scenes and they play together, their comedy comes from uh, truth, authentic, authenticity. It's like, it's real. You yes. know what I mean? Like you just said, 
you know, they're commenting on things that they see around them. You know yes. what I mean? They, it's like that you laugh because you can relate to the truth that they're, that they're sort of like tweaking yes. in, in, in their, in their, um, their, their comic reference. Okay. Right. But if you look at the, the comedy that Olsen and Bettany are forced to play in the first three episodes, you know, in those sitcoms, it's not funny. It's not funny because there's no truth to it because they're parodying, you know, what were effectively joke lines from the 1950s and 60s and 70s. Which were hits though, back in those days, they were, they were hits. People loved that stuff. Well, let's keep in mind they were hits because there were only three cha three channels. <laughs> okay, Did yes, in context, Dan. Yes, there were only three. Yeah, they didn't have a streaming service to go to, but the right. people like there was a lot of shows on TV, and like some were forgettable and some were not. Um, so, so they're they're trying to tell jokes that that you know, from the 50s, 60s, and 70s that that just don't work, and and parody those the, those shows, and so the the humor kind of falls flat. Uh, whereas if you watch, you know, um, uh, you know, Dennings and, and, and Park, their, their, their humor just, it sparkles. I, I do agree with that. I do, I do, I do agree that they, that they stand out, uh, in, in that regard. Are there any other characters that I did not mention that you are a fan of or that you don't like? Um, I do have a bit of an issue with Josh, uh, Stanberg as, uh, the director. Mm -hmm. Not it's not, it's not Josh, you know, uh, or his, his work. It, it, the character is just another like bureaucratic villain stereotype. Sure. Now, okay, mm -hmm. you know, may, maybe they have plans going down, you know, right. um, uh, the line. But the the biggest problem with those bureaucratic villains is, mm -hmm. is the same is the, the same over and over again. Okay, you've got a hero in those scenarios. You know, um, uh, that's Rambo's character says we have to do this, and the bureaucratic villain says no. And it makes absolutely no sense why he's not listening to her. I mean, it makes sense once we'll find out wh why he's doing that, right? <laughs> wow, it makes sense you are then. So patient, like, like legit. But, but, but I don't know because I wouldn't put it past Marvel to like to to like try to once again to bait and switch us because we're so used to that trope. Uh, if you look back at Captain Marvel, they totally set up. I can't remember his name right now, but he he's a great he's a great actor. He was in uh, the oh. out, the uh, outsider. Uh, um, uh i cannot i cannot remember his name are you talking um, about jude law no um he played um he, he was a scroll so come to find he was a scroll but he played like the um uh like the bureaucratic white guy <laughs> you know villain guy and you went the whole time thinking that he was the bad guy but come to find out he was not the bad guy at all in fact he was trying to he was he was his motivations were completely you know, different than what we thought. So I would not put it, past, and that's that's what I that's one of the things I liked about Captain Marvel. I know Captain Marvel gets gets shit on a lot, but I, I did I did like that. I like that movie. movie. Yeah, it gets shit on a lot, um, which I I don't understand. I I I I liked it. Um, was it perfect? No, but what, I liked it. What, I didn't think it was bad. General criticism. What's, What's up? The general criticism of Captain Marvel. Um. That it's traditional, uh, the traditional superhero tropes. That it's uh, the Jude Law twist was incredibly predictable. The fight scenes were, eh. Um, that Brie Larson is a um, Oscar-winning. Brie Larson is a um, uh, static, like eh, character that just reads like like she's she acts like she's just reading off a piece of paper, like that kind of stuff. I I'm like I thought it was a good movie um definitely better than thor the dark world 
I, 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 I don't have major criticisms with either of those movies. I mean, you know, they, they are what they are, you know, right. Right. They're, they're, they're enjoyable. I mean, I, I know there's always these things sort of like behind the scenes that, that yeah. the audience never sees that, that sort of impacts, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the outcome. I mean, right. Thor, uh, Dark World, I think it lost its director, right? Actually, uh, Patty Jenkins, right? Yeah. Was supposed to direct that. Yes, she was. Yes, and then yeah, and then uh, uh, then it was because I know Kenneth Branagh directed the first one, right? Um, uh, and then he did not come back for the second one. Um, but then, thank God for uh, our friend, what's his name, coming in to do Ragnarok. Um, oh, um, uh, the guy with the strange name. Um, yep. We're so bad at this, Dan. We're supposed to. We're supposed to remember these names, well, damn it. You're the guy who's taking this in every direction except <laughs> the ones I researched. <laughs> Listen, this, this is a, this is a this is a conversation. We're just spitballing here. Um, so so let's talk. Well, this is what I do want to talk about. I want I want to talk about storytelling because storytelling is is uh, uh, a big factor here. This is something that you ranted and ranted about in your opening speech. Um, you ranted and ranted about it. Uh, I want I want you to, to lead this one off. Tell me what's on your mind, storytelling wise. Regarding WandaVision or just generally? R WandaVision. Well, I, I I I pretty much nailed it, you know, in, in, in my opening statement, which is it doesn't, you know, it 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 you are expected to wait for that real story to kick in. Uh, an hour and a half to almost two hours into this series. And that's like, you know, three plus weeks. Right. That um, ultimately, if you, there's no true um, singular perspective that says this is who the story's about. You assume it's Wanda, right. but you're all over the place. But more importantly, you never really see things from Wanda's perspective because the real story hasn't started yet. Until she comes out, of you know the bubble so to speak mm -hmm. okay uh which by the way I, I think it was a nice scene when she basically effectively like you know a flick of the wrist and all of the um uh the the laser pointers point yeah. towards well she's uh, the most powerful avenger of course she can do that she can do whatever she wants that true or or is captain marvel the most powerful that i i i say i say i say wanda is, is the most powerful avenger okay 100%. you're, you're I, I'll, I'll take your word for it but but <laughs> But only then, I mean, and by the way, that was predictable, okay? <clears throat> um, you know, saw that coming like, you know, 10 minutes into episode one, just had that's to wait until episode four. That she's going to walk out of the- now, um, that, that this is all one big bubble. Oh, you know, sure. That, that you know, um, that, that there's something behind the curtain, you know, that she's a big part of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so. That's because you're so smart, Dan, and you've written stuff and you've seen all of the movies and you know what's you know what's coming. But for some people, this was a genuine like, oh, interesting. You're just on a tier above everybody else, Dan Maurer. I, I'm I, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> impatient when 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 other people break, you know, sort of sort of break with 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 the fundamental conventions of. Um, story um story theories what i'll call right it. right okay so I, you... I i'm glad you brought up the word patience because like i i think it's clear that i have a lot more patience oh yes you do i, I do and and uh, to be honest i've always been that way um with <laughs> with tv shows uh, especially and, and movies where i i will never judge a movie or tv show 
without knowing the full story. Now, I'm not talking about like if it's like a, a show that takes place over like 10 seasons. Like, if I like it, usually after a season, like we'll get an idea of whether we actually like it or not, or blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm like reading a book or if I'm watching a movie, I, I'm not going to like just get up and walk out a quarter of the way through because I'm not a fan. I'm going to watch it, even if I'm like starting off slow. Um, but I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it because I feel like sometimes the story writers put this exposition in and they're like, just stay with us, be patient, because the reward for staying patient is going to be this really extravagant, fun, energetic feeling that like I think that we sometimes overlook because we live in this binging culture where we want everything right now. I want it. I want all the answers right now. Right. Some of my favorite movies and TV shows are movies and TV shows that don't answer a damn question. Children of Men, for example. Oh, you're a lost guy, huh? I, you know what? I, I was a lost guy. I was a lost guy. 100 percent. So, so I, I have a question. I have a yeah, question for you. Absolutely. Uh, so w- whether it's a TV show or a movie, mm-hmm. what is it that initially engages you? Mm-hmm. OK, in, 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 in about a story or a singular story or, or, or a series. So it's it's pilot of a series or, or mm-hmm. it's a, a feature film. OK, what is it up front that engages you and make you want to sort of sit there and lean forward and Watch um, the first thing I think of is whether Dan Malware will like it or not. If I know but he's not going to like it, right. to watch. <laughs> no, that's a that's a very good question. That's a very good question. The 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 thing that I look for in regards to like a, I guess we'll we'll talk TV shows in this instance. Um, I will want I will I like when they set up a story and I know that even though I may not have all of the answers, that it's going to build up for some build up to something. Now, with that being said. I am spoiled in the fact that as an MCU fan, I know that something big is coming. I know that there's going to be a payoff of some sort and that it's going to connect into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, which we all love. So I can, it's easier for me to be patient, you know, with that. Whereas, and we might as well just talk about this now, non-MCU fans, people that just casually walk off the street and be like, oh, I like Elizabeth Olsen. I'm going to watch her TV show. And then they turn it on and they have no idea what's going on. This show, this show is not for them. It's not. <laughs> so, so uh, for me, it's going to be whether I know that the, whether I get that feel as to whether me watching this right now is going to pay off in the future. That's why I like, I love psychological thrillers. I love sus- like that kind of suspense, that low key suspense. I love that kind of stuff because the exposition may be so boring to some people, but then when you get to the end and you realize why they did things the way they did throughout the entire movie, you're like, uh, okay, I appreciate that more. And I, I, I'm hopeful that, I'm, that, I'm, that they're going to stick the landing. I'm hopeful, not a guarantee. If I understand you correctly, it's the story hook that that gets you more yes. so than the character. Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think, I mean, I think, but I think they're one and the same sometimes. Like, I, I feel like if I if I want to know where that character ends up, or if I'm if that character I find that character mm-hmm. interesting, then yeah, sure. I mean, I think they're the same. They go hand in hand. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because. Mm-hmm. Um, if we actually take a look at WandaVision, like you were saying, from a non-MCU 
fans' perspective, they have no idea who these characters are. None. They have none. Okay. No idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so if if you had, so in other words, you care about the characters because you know who they are and you you know their backstory already. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and you're hooked by the um by by the concept of mm-hmm. of of the story. Yes. So I'm I'm a little different, mm-hmm. which is. You, you said, you know, character and story should be one and the same. Yes, ideally they should be. And when they're not, like, all of a sudden I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like, one is supposed to, like, dovetail with the other. One should create the other. And it all mm-hmm. comes down to, you know, for me, like, the character. And when I talk about, like, like story theory and, and, and concept, I mean, I, I go back to, you know, uh, all the way back to Aristotle's Poetics. Mm-hmm. you know which is the fundamental of, of all sort of storytelling right back back to the ancient greece greeks and the whole concept of the search for truth and the characters kind of like the story is the character's search for for truth now mm-hmm. in in wanda's case okay it's really going to the truth is going to be how to deal with grief okay sure sure 100 that from like you know 10 yes. minutes into the first episode yes <clears throat> um but but at the moment like put it this way, that didn't that that didn't like play any role in the way they're structuring the story until what four episode four episode five. But it, it did it did though. I feel like it I, only I, if you only if you had seen all of the movies. Correct. Yes. Yes. On. You are one hundred percent correct there. I think if anybody like if my mom were to turn on Wandavision, she'd be like, "What the hell is this? Who are these people?" <laughs> like I'm like I'm like that that person was hanging out with Black Panther. <laughs> You know him. That's the one Marvel movie my mom saw, Black Panther, and she loved it. She saw it literally five times. She loved How can it. You not love it. It's- right, it's great. And I asked her, I'm like, Mom, you know, I told her, I was like, Mom, you know, Black Panther, the character, you know, he's in other movies, and she's like, No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay. No, I'm okay. It's, would you say that's the best Marvel? Would Would you say that's the best Marvel movie? That is top three for me. Top three. Uh, okay, my, I think I know what the my, other two are. Go ahead. My my favorite my favorite movie my favorite Marvel movie ever is uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. I love Winter Soldier. I felt like that that was the first movie to set the tone for what we know now, for like the like the tone that they take. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I think that the, the I, I also believe that was the the brothers' uh, first movie that they directed with with the MCU Winter Soldier. Um. So I thought they did um, uh, Captain America: First Avenger, didn't they? Nope. Mm-mm. That was Joe Russo. Yep. No, no, no. no that was uh, the Russo brothers didn't come in until Winter Soldier. The uh, look it up, dude. Look, I'm looking I, up I, right you're now. probably right. You're probably, but but it's but now it's going to drive me nuts. <clears throat> uh, First Avenger came out in 2011, and it was directed by Joe Johnston. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I who I like. Yeah. Like, um, a different Joe, though. Yes, a different Joe. <laughs> a different Joe. Um, but yeah, so I would say Winter Soldier is number one. Number two, I really liked Infinity War. I I, I really liked because I mean there, there's there's nothing more like there was so much mystique around it. I thought that they ended it well and it just set up things. And um, uh, I and I also up there, I would say like to round out the top five, the first Avengers movie. I thought like I'm I really enjoyed it because it was just like a cheese fest and it's like oh there's a bunch of Marvel characters and they're all on the screen at the same time like I love that I loved every second of that um and then from there 
Ooh, number five. This is where it's going to get, this is where it might change from day to day. <laughs> to be completely honest, this might change from day to day. Because um, there's, a, there's a bunch of ones that I really enjoyed, that some of, some of which I think are underrated. Like, like Ant-Man, I think is underrated. I like, I, that's one of my favorites. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I wouldn't put it at the top, but I mean, right, like, right. I really enjoyed the hell out of that. Yes, me too. Me too. I thought it was nice. I thought it was simple. Just to the point, Paul Rudd is adorable. You can't go wrong. In my right. Opinion. Right. Can't go wrong. Um, speaking of, so we're, we're Marvel fans. You, right. you said you've seen all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. I've seen all the Marvel movies. Uh, what, what, did you say which one is your favorite? Is that your favorite? Black Panther? Is that your favorite? I don't really have a specific favorite, uh-huh. but as I sit here and say, okay, I think you have to put um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame kind of in its own car- you know, category fair. because I think that's it's, fair. it's a two-parter. Yes. Okay. So let's just put that aside for the moment. Then uh, the next two that really kind of like vie for that top spot are uh, Black Panther and uh, Captain America First Adventure. Okay. I'm, I'm just glad you didn't say Dark World. No. um you know and as i'm sort of thinking this through i mean captain america was just it was just so classic you know Mm -hmm. and they kept it in its period yes so smart Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know black panther created a universe unto itself yes uh and at the same time a um cast of very real and engaging and complex characters and played with themes that no other, you know, uh, Marvel uh, film dared to go to and yes. explore in a single movie. Yes, uh, yeah, the, especially the one of the one of the reasons why I think that movie stands out is because it has my favorite quote unquote villain in it. I, I thought that Michael B. Jordan um, played that so well because that's one of the very few times that I can look at a villain. I'm going to put. I'm going to keep putting that in quotes. I'm going to look at a villain and say. I get it. Yeah, I get. I get it. I understand. Yeah. I don't agree with how you're going about doing it, but I get it. I get why you're doing it. Well, and I, feel, I feel for you. That's a reflection of, of mm-hmm. great writing, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like the villain never believes that they're the villain. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a character that's that's kind of that that complex on the other side uh, of 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 your hero. Mm-hmm. then, you know, real sparks will fly, not just on a, um, a, a physical level, but, you know, on the sort of like that, that metaphysical level on the, on right, the right, you know, right. Uh, you know, on that sort of uh, story and theme, you know, uh, level. And it's just, so yeah, it's gotta be the most accomplished, you know, Marvel movie uh, ever done. When is two coming out? So I think it's, I think it's going to come out in either 2022 or 2023, one of the two. And I'm, I'm st- like, I think the, the question now is obviously how they're going to handle this because unfortunately the brilliant actor Chadwick Boseman passed away uh, last year. Um, rest in peace. He, I mean, oh, oof, he is just brilliant. I, I've never seen anything. Well, there, there's only one movie of his that I saw that I was like, ooh, and it was a movie called 27 Bridges. Um, I don't know why I saw it, but it was awful. It was like a crime so drama or something. Was yeah, and they, they had to shut down all the all of the bridges in in into New York City to find the a person that killed a bunch of cops and stuff. It was really bad. It was like yeah, really, well, really bad. L- l- let me just say, I, I remember seeing an interview with you know, remember the old the, the great actor uh, Jason Robards. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. And a, an interviewer asked him, "You are such a phenomenal, gifted actor. 
why would you do such a bad movie as X? Mm-hmm. I forget what movie they, they called him at. He said, well, my kids needed braces. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There, there are just times yeah. in life when, you know, as an mm-hmm. artist, you got to go, you know what? Yeah. I, I you know, I, I got to live too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, it, it was a, it was a bad movie, but I mean, he, I think he's entitled to one because he's, he's had hit after hit after hit after hit yeah. um, where he's just brilliant. Um, I, 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 Hey, listen, if Tom Hanks can get away with Turner and Hooch, then, <laughs> then we can, you didn't like we that can movie? give him 27 bridges. <laughs> he's got the pass, right? That's fair. That's fair. What's sad is that he, Chadwick Boseman in 27 Bridges was actually, was acting amongst some really, some other really good actors that were also just like not used, right? Like J.K. Simmons, I believe was in it as well. And like, I can't remember who the, um, who the woman was in it, but she was pretty popular as well. It was just a really bad movie. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm curious, obviously in regards to WandaVision, MCU fans, what are you seeing from what you read online? Um, what is the MCU fan reaction to WandaVision's first five episodes? I actually don't follow, you know, um, that type of social media. And in fact, I know there's like a whole kind of like, you know, cottage industry mm-hmm. of, of fans that are like, you know, tweeting and creating videos and, oh, there's a, there's, there's a new trailer out. Let's, right. let's, let's dissect the three seconds in the yes, trailer. they do that. The- and guess what? I watch them. I watch all of do them. You? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't. I, I watch. I watch like there's, there's one. There's one specific one that I watch because he's not. He doesn't. I, I don't mind trailer breakdowns. I mind when they reach, like what you're mentioning now. Like when they reach, they're like, well, at point two seconds in, you see this bright red flash, and that bright red flash represents the x-men coming into the fantastic four and the blah blah like no it's just a red flash like they probably forgot to take it out like it was, like, it was yeah. no big deal yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah so, so. i don't really follow the, the, mm-hmm. those things. in fact I, I only remember seeing a trailer for uh one division before seeing the first episode i had heard about mm. it you know i saw the the clips of, of kevin feige going and there will be one division and then you know you, you see the logo and that's it yes. And, and sort of the concept of sort of the TV, you know, thing is pretty much all, all I knew. But you'll notice mm-hmm. amp, in preparation for this podcast, yeah, I went back to look at the first trailer. Mm. Now, go watch it. They focus on the real story in the trailer, not mm-hmm. those like, you know, TV episodes that, that you're like forced to sit through for sure. you know, three or four weeks because <laughs> they know <laughs> that wasn't going to sell a damn thing. <laughs> tell them the real story <laughs> so. I, I i do see your point there however they can do that because they're going to, like if this was in the movie theaters they would just have our money regardless <laughs> this is true. like let's be real like they would just have our money they would just have our money regardless it would just be this like three and a half four hour movie that we're like oh cool um yeah, be raking in the, 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 the dough you know <laughs> uh cr- critic we talked a little bit about critic reception you read off some quotes that you so brilliantly uh, looked up in that regard. Um, what do you think carries more weight, critics or audiences? Uh, I think what carries more weight is your friends. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people like to ter- use the term influencers and things like that, but mm. <clears throat> I'm not talking about like, you know, internet influencers, <clears throat> excuse me, or, um, you know, or audience reviews, 
I'm talking about friends, you know, it's like, you know, so Kyra said this, or John said that, or, you know, uh, or Jeff said this, and then you're like, hey, you know, I respect their opinion. And so therefore, I'm eager to learn more. Right, right. I I, I think that's always been the case. I think that's been the case for, um, you know, whether it's books or plays or, you know, musicals or, or, or movies. I remember working uh, at Doubleday many, many years ago when we were publishing the first novel, a, a thriller by a lawyer uh, by the name of John Grisham called The Firm. <clears throat> Nobody had ever heard of, of- He's my favorite He's my favorite author, by the way. Oh, is he? Okay. Yep. So, Runaway Jury is my favorite book. So, so here we are. The, the, the book hasn't been released yet. I got mm-hmm. copies of the book on my shelf, you know, and my boss comes in and he says, because I'm, I'm just a, an assistant, right? And he hands me a list of the top lawyers, you know, um, in, in New York and some other cities and says, I'm writing them a letter. I want you to send a free copy to every single one of these guys. Okay. And so effectively he was creating buzz. Right. You know, he was, he was saying, these are people, you know, are influencers within a, a you know, a category that's going to be interested yes. in this book about lawyers, but are also wealthy. So they buy hardcover books as opposed to say, you know, mass market paper books and paperback books and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and so he was tapping into the original influencers. Right. You know? uh, and I think that's really what it comes down to is people, you know, and respect, and you hear their opinion at a, um, you know, a cocktail party and you go, I want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Would you say that this show has a lot of buzz amongst friends and groups in the world? Well, I can only go by the the the, the answer is yes. By the way, the, the, the parent, I'll answer. I'll, I'll answer for you. The answer is yes. Basically, a measurement of buzz. <laughs> yes. So, therefore, if if you tell me that's what their numbers are, I I think that's a fair you know assessment of buzz. Right. So so that brings me to the question I asked before. I don't I don't remember if you actually answered it or not. But wait wait wait, wait. before yeah. before you ask that question. Yeah. What was the parent um, analytics report on? Um, buzz for um wonder woman 1984 oh i can i, I can i can look it up can you look that up let's see absolutely let's see because we both know that, that 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 movie falls short i i agree and um and and here's the thing i i saw um a uh somebody wrote that the only people that didn't like that movie were men i watched it i watched it with my sister my sister hated it more than I did, um, and I and I, I actually I put that up um, in onto my onto my Facebook just to see what women would say, and like it was majority of the women that that responded to to my posts, like they said it was just not a not a good not a good good movie. Um, let's see, let's see what it says. Um, um, I don't think I, I would have to look. I would have to. Look, I, I might have to send this to you. Okay. Um, and after I have to look it up and see what they say. Because I will bet you, um, I'll, I'll bet you, I'll bet you a beer that uh-huh. the Wonder Woman 1984 uh, buzz numbers from uh, Parent Analytics, which really represents the buzz on social media, right. is probably as high or higher than Wandavision. You think so? Yeah. 
okay. for a lot for a lot of reasons. And the point being this, it doesn't have to be good, you know, or a hit in 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 order to, you know, have a lot of buzz. I suspect that if, if um, Parent Analytics was measuring Donald Trump right now, <laughs> his, his his buzz would 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 be off the charts. His I'm numbers sorry, who? right? I'm sorry, who? Yeah, right. That doesn't 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 ring a bell. Uh, yeah, I might. Oh, let's see. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 saw its Rotten Tomatoes certified ratings stripped and fell to a current rating of 68 fresh from 89 percent on December 16th to 80 percent on December 22nd. Um, 2017 was 93% certified fresh. Um, yeah, it didn't really, I don't, I, I would have to look this up. I'll look it up and I'll send it your way. Interesting that, your way. um, uh, Wonder Woman's only 10 points lower than WandaVision. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> So, so, so this is, so before, before I, you know, we go into our, our closing arguments here, um, is there anything that you did some diehard research on that you wanted to put out there um, to get your, your incorrect opinion across? <laughs> I have made my case, my friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, so the question the, the final question is, is WandaVision a flop? Um, this is what I wrote. I wrote, the big risks have paid off. And we get a unique view into the MCU we've never had before. And they've done it with zero fight scenes. None. There have <laughs> been zero fight scenes. Oh, wait. They had a spat where they floated up to the... To they the did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Which actually, I'm not going to lie, that was probably my least favorite moment in the yeah. series so far. It was a little... That was a little cheesy. Um, <laughs> I felt like it, the only thing that would have made it better is if we could see the wires lifting up Paul <laughs> Bettany. Like, I feel like... <laughs> I felt like that was the only thing that would have made it better. Um, but generally speaking, like, there hasn't been... Like, when you think of Marvel movies, like, it's known for its you know, incredible fight scenes and special effects. We've gotten zero of that, which I think, and it's still a good show, which I think says a lot about the story that they're telling Dan Maurer. Um, the big question, and this is right now, as we're filming this, as we're recording this, we're only up to episode five. Episode six uh, comes out uh, uh, on Friday, on, on Friday the 12th. Um, the question that I have for the remainder of the up of the season is will they stick the landing right because I don't like I don't think that it's a flop I think that like it's doing really well it, will it will it surpass Mandalorian of course not I don't expect it to um, but I do think that they put this they put this show first for a reason um, when Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out will it you know Will that surpass it? Perhaps. When Loki comes out, will that surpass it? Most likely. But this is a key part of it. Just like Iron Man was a key part of it. Every movie since Iron Man has made more money than Iron Man, right? But Iron Man was a very important part of the MCU when it comes to setting up. If you go back and rewatch Iron Man, which I did a couple years ago. It was my first time watching it uh, since it came out. Right? One, right, the first I, one, uh, the yep. first Iron Man. It's okay. It's okay compared to what we're used to now. The first Iron Man is okay. It's not a bad movie, but like if it, I think if the that Iron, if they were to introduce the Iron Man character 
now, it would be a completely different story. Uh, and sure. I don't think it would have been as popular as, as it was, right? Um, so with that being said, five episodes in, is the show a flop? My answer is no. And here's, you want to know how I know it's not a flop, Dan Mauer? Because we just spent an hour and a half talking about it. That's how I know. Name one other show that you and I, who we haven't spoken, you and I haven't spoken in years. Uh-huh. <laughs> what well, brings but, us but... together? A TV show. Damn it. There's been a lot of TV shows that have come out since we've met, Dan. Let, let, let me just say that the fact that we've not spoken face to face in years, obviously we've, you know, connected on yes. social media, but the fact yes. that we haven't spoken in years and can sit here and have a good time yes. talking about, you know, uh, the, the Marvel universe uh, as, as, as we have is that's sort of like the definition of, of, of friendship. This oh, 100%. Is, 100%. Know, I, that's, what, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, because I, I knew that that even though we haven't talked in forever, I know that, you know, I could feel comfortable, you know, telling you how wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you would feel comfortable enough being like, okay, Kai, I did some research. Here are some statistics I'm going to throw at your face. And I'll be like, oh, that is a fact. Can't, yeah. can't doubt that. Uh, except time when does not except diminish. when you're cherry picking stats, you know. No, it's, this has been fun. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, you having man. me on. No, Dan, I, I appreciate it. Um, listen, I I hope, I'm hoping that I'm right. I'm hoping that Marvel sticks the landing. I'm you hoping that you I, and I have this conversation again in March and we're sitting here and we're like, I told you so. <laughs> I hope you're right as well. Because yes. like I said on, on, on Facebook, I feel obligated to keep watching it, even yes. though it's like... <laughs> sometimes painful for me because i feel like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna miss something if i don't yes. something that i'm oh, gonna well. need to know later for another series yes so i really do hope that you are correct that 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 you're that they do stick the landing because it can only get better from here <laughs> i love it i love it dan thank you so much uh dan if, if people if people want to find out more about you and what you do where, where can they go uh, they, they can hit me up on Twitter at Dan Maurer, D-A-N-M-A-U-R-E-R. -E mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's good. Yeah, I'll put it down low. I'll put it down low so you guys can go follow him. Go follow Mr. Dan Maurer. He is a good man. He is my friend. And we sat here and we talked about, we talked about WandaVision. Uh, so go follow him on Twitter and you can come follow me on your favorite social media platforms. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at The Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on my official website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and images that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. Maybe I'll even throw in a little WandaVision love in my, in my blog this week. But with that said, thank you everybody for listening. As always, God bless and good vibes.